everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was Or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week, this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Kelly O show. Today's show is one of our final few remaining leftover episodes that didn't get published from Fitfluential Radio. So you will hear uh, references in the beginning um, to Fitfluential Radio when we were still called that name. This is an interview with a dear friend of mine, Carla Bernberg. She's I actually got, I think, another episode of hers that we have just it's lingering. We're we're trying to clean up our Dropbox files. <laughs> anyway, I definitely will have another show with her going live. But in this show, we are talking about the launch of her new company, which I love. And it's called Your Box Box. It's a subscription box for women. And I'm going to let her explain it in this interview because it's fantastic. I just love that she had this idea. I love that she went out and branded it so effectively. I love that she's boldly and fearlessly just going for it with her business partner um, on something that is so different and unique and a little bit on the provocative side. But you know what? That's what we need. We need more women like this who are going to be bold, who are going to go out there and do what needs to be done and serve women and start talking about the things we all should be talking about, which is having a sexy, healthy, intimate life, whatever that looks like. Um, You can, if you think that this is an awkward conversation, it shouldn't be. Because let me tell you, start doing some research, ladies. If you think for one second that having a healthy and I don't want to say productive, having a healthy, intimate life, whatever that looks like, whether you're solo or in a relationship, a healthy, intimate life affects your health. Do some Googling. It was my doctor who first, I remember when I first started seeing Dr. Sebring and I was miserable. I was stressed. I had adrenal burnout. One of the first things he asked me was, how often are you having sex. I think more, most particularly, he said, how often are you having an orgasm? And I thought he was joking and being funny and cheeky, but he was not. And he is not the type of person who is going to ask that kind of thing to be cool or hip or funny. 
it really was a mat. And that was when I first started doing some Googling on this whole topic. And you'll find, and we talk about it in this discussion, um, that there's, there's certainly research to support things like, I mean, many of you know, I've been dealing with chronic headaches and migraines. There's research to support that, you know, orgasm can help minimize headaches, can help dramatically um, almost eradicate a migraine. Um, there's a lot of data to support this. So when the, the, the physical response your body has in, in the, these moments, okay, of, of orgasm or pleasure, um, it's absolutely affecting your health. We're going to have more experts on the show who are going to be talking about matters of sexual health, whether it's from, you know, a more preventative uh, perspective, how to prevent yeast infections, how to have a healthy vag as you age, as you go through hormonal imbalance and so on and so forth, how to protect your libido. We're going to have all kinds of experts on the show from doctors to more holistic practitioners, to psychologists, to folks that are going to be talking about dating and love, because you know what? Just like some of the other big picture topics we're talking about on the show, this all impacts your health. We've got to stop looking at fitness or being fit and healthy as strictly calories in, calories out, and what we weigh on the scale. There are so many more factors into what create a healthy and fulfilled life. And that's why we're going to start covering some of these more, um, I don't know, on the border topics, if you will. So I hope you enjoy. I certainly wanted to preface what this conversation is about in case you decide to play this at work. It might be one of those things you want to listen to with your headphones on. We are talking about uh, intimacy and um those types of topics, if you will. It's a little bit PG-13 today, but I think most of the shows are PG-13. And you know what? Most of what's on TV today is PG-13. So sit back and enjoy learning more from Carla Bernberg. Learn about your box box. And I know you're going to love this episode. So enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Fitfluential Radio. It is the hour of sass. We are going to bring you some sass and spice today with one of my favorite Spice Girls, Carla Bernberg, and I call her I call her Spice Girl because, well, you guys know I love the Spice Girls. But I met Carla. Carla, when like how long ago did you and I meet? I want to say two thousand five. Yeah, two thousand six. Like back just, in the Stone Age of blogging, right? <laughs> yes, we're the original gangsters, the OGs. We absolutely were. And so, can okay. So here's my here. I met you when you were. Misfit online, and I remember like your blog. It had like the what's is it called a caricature when somebody draws like a cartoon drawing of you? Is that what it's called? Yes, I remember getting that done. I haven't thought about that in a lifetime. Yeah, and so I I met her when I had started my blog on blogspot.com, and I was just kellyalexa.com using copyrighted images <laughs> and having no clue what I was doing blogging. And we both were into like body for life and fitness competitions. Uh, yep. I met her and I'm like, she's so ripped and she's this tattooed cute thing. And we just hit it off and we became best friends and we would always see each other at fitness conferences. She was one of our earliest, earliest Fitfluential ambassadors, probably the first, if, if I remember correctly. And we've, we've just been friends forever. And it's been amazing to watch her 
sorry, Carl, I should talk to you, watch you, you know, your blog progress, your life progress, and yet you're still exactly the same cool, amazing person. It was so fun to hang out with you in Austin. I won't even get into that conversation on this podcast, although it's, it's spicy enough that it, it could be appropriate. But we are here for everybody listening to talk about, I am really so happy for you, Carla, and I want you to tell, I'm not even going to introduce it. Tell people you launched a brand new business, what, six months ago, a year ago? How, how long we has it been? launched officially in January. Okay. So only January 19. And it's so funny. I have a 13-year-old and we're very open here, age appropriate, but open. And so now when people say to me, what are you doing now? Like if I'm, if I'm out and about or a school event or something, and I just, she gets this look on her face and she just says, ugh, we educate <laughs> and empower around menage a moi. I love it. Yes, because what I'm doing, it's called your box box. And it's a women's self-care box. It's a subscription. And because pleasure is the ultimate in self-care. I mean, seriously. And the funny thing is, is, okay, so first of all, for everybody listening, we're having this show because I'm not, you know, one of the biggest lessons, just a life lesson that I've learned is I'm not going to censor myself um, and, and try to, it's so freeing. It has been so freeing for me as a business person to really embrace who I am and not, I actually just put a post up about this on Instagram today about not filtering myself, not watering myself down because it's like that quote from Dita Vontis, I think she says something to the effect or maybe it's somebody else. They say, why water yourself down? Because people can't take you at full strength. So I wanted Carla on this, which when I heard what she was doing with your box box, I'm like, first of all, the name, the subscription model and what this is about is so awesome. And just getting women to be able to talk about, I mean, so we talk about one kind of self-care, but we're also talking about self-care and, and kind of like pulling back the curtains and going, Hey, we can talk about sex. We can talk about masturbation. We can talk about pleasure. We can talk about, you know, whatever it is that you're into, because ultimately here's the thing. We've also had some experts on the show, no less than five recently who have talked about the fact that orgasm is one of the best, uh, not cures, but can help with migraines. We've had a lot of women. Yes. I've done a lot of research on, I mean, it's amazing. Migraines, stress, yeah, period cramps. And you know, when, when I've started to bring up some of this in conversation now with friends Everybody says, oh, yeah, I always masturbate when I have my period because I feel so much better. Really? I've yes, honestly, I've, I've, I'm not saying I doubt I've just never heard that. And I, I haven't had a period because I've, <laughs> I've had a uterine ablation like six or seven years ago. So I haven't had a period in forever. And I kind of forget what it's like. I probably shouldn't yes. say that for all the women that are suffering out there. I know. Well, and it's been a really interesting journey. We created the box kind of spontaneously. I was in a business meeting and my then business partner for a different thing finished a call she was on and she said, okay, how interesting was that call? And I was like, it was not interesting in the slightest, but I've come up, I think we need to do this. And it started off as every single idea does, super simple, Kelly. It was going to be throw a pleasure product because that's what Facebook makes us call them in order to get anything up there. So throw a pleasure product in a box with a downloadable erotica, super simple. But then of course it evolved. I knew I wanted to call it your box box because I thought that was funny. You did? Um, 
I do immediately. I was like, we have to call it your box box. That's so perfect. Hysterical. But you know what? The more we got into it and the more we fleshed out the idea, and I think this is why we've appealed to more mainstream publications. We got picked up by Forbes magazine really early on because it's much more about women and embracing, embracing pleasure just for us. So often women will do things where it may be pleasurable for us, but it also serves others, whether it's baking or things like that, or learning the prevailing wisdom as well. I know you can tell I'm really excited by all of this. It is. It's, really good. it's the notion of women need to learn what they like so they can tell their partners. That use, that's the more antiquated notion. And it's true. I mean, only then can we share what we like when we know. But really, this first iteration, and we may expand, I have no idea, of the box is women need to learn what they like period. For yourself, that alone is enough. Finding what pleasures you, for you. It's so true. I mean, this this topic is really so perfect because I can think about myself um, when I was younger. A topic like this probably would have embarrassed me. And, um, you know, it's like there there still are a lot of women that, you know, we might read Cosmo or, or you know, watch Chelsea Handler or whatever, but still be like, if somebody asks us, whether it's our partner or um, just a, a girlfriend or whatever, just saying, you know, like, well, what do you do? You, you, you get all embarrassed. Like, it's this thing we can't talk about it yet, guys. I mean, I just went to go see, my man and I went to go see, I can't think of the name of it, but it's the movie with Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Oh, you saw that? Okay, I've been dying to see it. Oh my God. It's so funny. But there's a scene in it that is um, about uh, like the guy beating off. Right. And there's so many of those scenes and men, men joke about it. Like it's like, it's, but women, there are a lot of women. And let, I would just say that <laughs> there's a lot of women out there that are incredibly uptight. And for that reason alone, the amount of anxiety and uptightness. And, the, and I actually just thought of this. I didn't realize this, but you should have him do you have a podcast, Park Carla? No, we've been talking about that. Okay, you do. When you do, you have to have my doctor on your podcast because oh, interesting. Here's the funny thing. So when when I first went to see Doctor Sebring and I was, you know, a massive hormonal imbalance, all of these issues, headaches all the time, and you know, the first thing he said was you know, how's your sex life? And I'm like, are you kidding? There's nothing there. And he's like, basically started kind of going into the medical reasons why, um, you know, regular orgasm. And, and I I know that I'm, I I know that I'm probably going to mess this up in translation, but it's going to affect your, your cortisol. So in other words, yes, that's exactly it. Is that it? You've probably done the research. I have, and we have a lot of blog posts up because we understand that not everybody can afford the box. It's really standard for box pricing. Let's $39.95 a month. Are you kidding? But Somebody's going to complain about that? I just think, okay, we want this. It's almost like when I started my initial blog, which was all about fitness, I wanted to give away the information for those who yeah. couldn't afford a personal trainer. We are all about the toys and the pleasure products we send out monthly, but using your hand is great. And more than that, information is power. So mm-hmm. it definitely, when you're masturbating and having an orgasm, it lessens cortisol levels, which if we want to take this to the nth degree, there are healthcare practitioners out there who say, you know what, when you're lowering your cortisol, that helps you lose, shed, have less yes. belly fat so you can masturbate your way to fitness. 
It's, I mean, y'all were master fit. Sorry. (laughs) It really is true. I mean, in fact, I will reference this in the show notes and this is why you, you need to have him on your podcast. But, and the thing is like, he'll, he'll say it in the most absolute well-documented data backed uh, yeah. research, which is, you know, when, when you are experiencing, whether it's solo or with somebody else, someone else, when you are experiencing orgasm, it is, it is doing so much for your body. Do the research on orgasm and migraines. I want you to speak to that in a second. I've read yes. a lot about that because- You have a post up about that as well. And I think that's the thing. I mean, masturbation brings us pleasure and the box is basically an experience- monthly delivered to your doorstep, but it doesn't go straight into the masturbation experience because I do have some friends who struggle with migraines and they're like, yeah, I'm not really in the mood to masturbate when I have a migraine. And we do the whole, it's almost like seducing yourself. There's always something scene setting, whether it's a candle that melts and becomes massage oil, bath bomb, something to kind of set the scene. We have a lot of sex positive reads. There's one book in there that we sent out with the first box and everybody gets the first box. It's called Come As You Are. Very <laughs> I love positive. it. It is amazing by Emily Nagowski. But it's really, it's almost seducing yourself because if you're not feeling great about yourself in general, if you're stressed, if you have cramps, if you have migraines, you need to invest time kind of in, it's romancing ourselves, self-love, self-intimacy, takes time just like sex with a partner. Hmm. That's so true. And you've, you've hit on so many things that really, I mean, these are such great points. I mean, and, and the first, what you started with is something we should reinforce here, which is women in general, I talk about, I'm completely doing like a passive aggressive plug of my own course here, but I don't care. Um, we talk a lot about this in my um, sales and business training course for women is, you know, Women, it's okay and it's recommended that you put yourself first. Women in general, whether you have kids or not, I've been guilty of this in my life and in my career of putting everybody's needs on the planet first and mine last. And you know what happens? You run yourself into the ground. And when you run yourself into the ground, from a business perspective, you're not going to make money and you're not going to be happy. From a life perspective, if you have a significant other, you're not going to be wanting to be amorous and and romp around with them. You're just going to be missing out. But when you pour focus and energy and self-love into yourself and you are a more energized, relaxed, you've gotten enough sleep, you're having regular orgasms, your cortisol is low, you're taking care of your body, Mm -hmm. you can better serve other people. I don't know why people miss that so much. Have you run into a lot of feedback from women that are your customers that have had that aha moment like, wow, I... I didn't realize that when I do take care of myself, when I make myself a priority, when I put up boundaries, I'm better for other people in my life. You know, we talk a lot on the blog and we do have a Facebook group associated with the box about being a pleasure avoider because I think that's very in your face because when we use the language of not putting yourself first or that kind of thing, it's almost like the writing adage of if you write about someone and capture them perfectly, they'll never recognize themselves. So don't worry about it. When we use words like, oh, you know, you don't think you're worthy of pleasure or you don't prioritize yourself, everybody thinks, well, that's not me. But there's something about the language, are you a pleasure avoider, that so many of our women subscribers, that's what they want to do for themselves to permit pleasure because a lot of them do have daughters and they think, I don't want her to be like I am. And they use that language. Hmm. I'm going to ask. 
It's interesting. And another thing that we've really encountered and that I found with myself, even though I think I'm really aware, is when it comes to pleasure around sex in general or masturbation, we get really focused with our kids in general, but daughters really specifically. I mean, I had mine ready to get her period when she was young because she's Guatemalan and they get it young. And we talked about consent at an age appropriate level when she was little and consent as she got older. And I thought, I am a rock star. I have her armed with everything. But then one night we were watching a sitcom and she looked at me and said, mom, is sex like really exhausting? And I mm-hmm. thought, well, that's a weird question. And she said, because everybody just looks really tired after. <laughs> oh, they do. Okay. But I realized I had dropped the ball. I had never told her that it's all supposed to be pleasurable. I was so focused on let's not get pregnant. Right. Consent. And I think my generation, I'm almost 50, that's what we were armed with growing up. And we need to teach ourselves like, okay, this is supposed to be about pleasure. And in turn, remember to teach our daughters when they're younger, okay, this is supposed to be pleasurable. Mm, that's so true. I mean, I, rem- <laughs> I there's a lot of things. And whenever I bring up stuff like about my formative years or my parents or whatever, I'm always quick to point out, like, I have the best relationship with my parents right now. And, and I'm, I'm so fully myself. And they have accepted me more now than in the years that. that I was trying to fit into what I believed their mold for me was. But there are certain things where I can look back and go, because my parents did this or this, it didn't mean they were intentionally trying to do harm to me. But I can see like, for example, you know, my mom, she entered me into violin lessons and flute lessons and piano lessons and choir lessons. I am not musically inclined. I think I had an older brother who excelled in sports and she was kind of like, unconsciously with me, like, what are we going to do with this girl? We got to make something work for her. I I joke about it with my mom. I'm like, you kind of made me feel like I wasn't enough just to let, you know, and then I found the school play and I'm a performance artist. So like that, that was it for me. But I do think when it comes to sex, do you know what my sex education was? My mom literally gave me a book by Dr. Dobson and it was like, I still remember reading it. I was in fifth grade and it was like the man's penis becomes erect and he penetrates the woman's vagina. And I was like, gross. You know, there was just, it was so scientific. I don't remember ever having a conversation with my mom. Um, I remember in fifth grade, they divided the boys and the girls and the girls room and got a movie about the periods and the boys got, I don't know what the boys got, but that was it. And there was never any, and I, and I wonder if that's why my man and I were just talking about this. I said, you know, in my twenties, my relationships were flings and I don't remember enjoying sex. Sex was more like something I was just conquering somebody like, Oh, I've, I was able to sleep with that guy. And my mom, if my mom listens to the show, she's going to be like, Oh God, Kelly, but she's heard it all. But you don't like, there was no, I never, I don't remember experiencing pleasure in a sexual environment until I was, until I met the man that I ended up marrying. I truly did not have a mutually beneficial sexual encounter because I, I never made myself a priority. I never was like, I never left a relationship going, you don't do anything for me. I didn't even know there was pleasure to be had. Isn't that silly? Well, and it's, it's right in alignment with all of the research, which is crazy because you would think, okay, so I'm going to tell my 13-year-old daughter that sex is amazing and it's supposed to be pleasurable and here's where and here's why. 
of course she's going to want to go out tomorrow and have sex. Like it seems scary as a parent, but all of the research backs up that they are, I think it's boys and girls, but let's say girls, less likely to be promiscuous, less likely to have earlier sex, more likely to say no when they know it's supposed to be pleasurable. It's so fascinating to me. So a lot of the women who get the box, we joke in-house and some of the women joke subscribers that they are clutching their pearls with one hand, you know, a little bit like, I can't believe I'm doing this, but they're masturbating with the other. They're just like, I'm getting there. (laughs) Almost there. But another thing that's really surprised me are the number of men who, and it's probably an antiquated notion to think they would be jealous of sex toys or anything erotic. A lot of men are subscribing for their wives as a gift. Mm. I think that there's very much um, a modern man out there who is just different. And I don't, I really don't, I can't say that it's a certain age or a certain generation, but that would be like that where they see like, Hey, this should be for both of us. And let's, I mean, let me be honest with you. And I'm curious if this is true for you. Like Carla, I have never, never in my adult life, (laughs) I'm trying to, I'm trying to not like throw my man under the bus right now. I've never had anyone until recently ask what mattered to me. Ever. I never had a man in my 20s or 30s go, what would you like me to do? Ever. Oh, yeah. I don't think I did either now that you point that out. And I've had some experiences more recently where now that we're older, we think, wow. And he didn't really seem to care if I was enjoying myself. And no, thanks. I'm good. You don't need to come back. <laughs> you could be like reading a book and they're like. <laughs> and that's it. I mean, it goes back to the notion of do we avoid pleasure Because women who do this, and I'm sure there are some men, do it in almost every realm of their lives. Mm -hmm. And we need to decide that we deserve it. And we need to make time to explore what brings it. I mean, the boxes, each box has a word, power, sensation. And so the box explores that. All of the items serve to explore that. One was all about different sorts of massage you can do to yourself. And when we first launched the product, people kept saying to us, but I only need one vibrator. And we would all laugh and say, yeah, we only need one too. There's a lot, there are a lot of other options out there. And a lot of women don't know because so many of us aren't comfortable going into the shops that sell this sort of thing. You know, it's so, the more that we talk about this, Carla, I'm just realizing, number one, I think it's, I think it's wonderful how, and I'm sure there was an adjustment period for you. You're very calm talking about this and very comfortable. And that makes not that you know me, you and I have known each other forever. I wasn't uncomfortable to talk about this with you, but I have to imagine that there, you probably experienced people that you knew in your life that when they knew you were doing this would, you know, snicker, chuckle. And you're talking about this from a very matter of fact, well-researched perspective. And a lot of things that are coming up in this interview to me are very impactful. And that is number one is thinking about this from a, okay, if, if the women out here of a certain age, whether they already have kids or not, are, are making themselves a priority, think about how different of a generation we can raise. Yeah. I don't have my own yeah. kids, but empowering them to not have the wrong attitude about sex so that who knows, maybe there could be the more that women at a younger age are better educated about sex, better educated about putting up their own boundaries and saying, you know what, I respect my body. You're going to respect my body. And then I, I also just think about it as think of all the legions of women who haven't put themselves first and said, I deserve 
to feel great. I deserve to have my needs met in a, in a sexual context and to be able to feel empowered to share that with their partner. It's, these are some like really great topics. I didn't, I didn't think that we'd get into that, but these are really, really salient points, quite and frankly. And we went, we were really lucky, launched in January, got the Forbes piece, which like I said, it was great that the magazine's not sexy. So I think it made people feel more comfortable mm-hmm. to share and talk about it. And then we went to the Oscar gifting suite in February. And I mean, it was amazing because, I mean, I'm not sure stars are great and whatever, but we had a number of screenwriters and producers come past our booth and look at our materials and say, this is so good. Hmm. And that's the big compliment. I mean, it was fun. And we had like $12,000 worth of free vibrators to give away and (laughs) stars that are just like us. They were like, we want the vibrators and storming the table and all that. But we spent a long time deciding what are we going to call things? Like my business partner and I had a big debate around the word pussy. Neither one of us can stand it. It feels very male gaze to us. Uh-huh. So we made the decision never ever to use that. Like our language is very thought out because we want it all to be sex positive, women positive. That's awesome. I can't believe I said No, I I, I agree with like everything you're saying. I'm totally nodding my head. But one of the things I thought of, and this is so random, but you had mentioned like that when you focus on yourself and you learn what your body responds to, right? Um, Then you are, and so many of us, as, as I referenced myself in my 20s and 30s, I didn't even, I just didn't. I didn't look at intimate relationships and and come away going, wow, I really didn't get anything out of it. For me, it was like a check mark of like, oh, yeah. I saw that hot guy and I got him and then I was moving on. And I just never, it, and, and I never had anybody ask, but getting to know your body and being able to know what you like and then speaking up for yourself when you are in an intimate situation with somebody else, it reminds me of, you know, Jen Sincero, I think that's the name yes. of the that wrote. I love her. So she has all these You Are a Badass books, but she's also written a book about, now I don't know if she was formerly a lesbian or if she's bisexual, but she was basically writing a book about, you know, from a woman's perspective, being intimate with another woman. And basically it's like a guidebook, right? But I, and I was- Yes, that was her first book. I forgot about that. Yeah. And I was reading the reviews on it and there were so many women that said- I bought this book for my boyfriend and we both read it together. And that was such an eye-opening moment for me to say, what an interesting perspective. Because I, when I first read the reviews of that, because I didn't, I'm like, wow, that's a totally different book. And I was curious what it was about. And then I thought, what an, you know, that was well before I met my man. And, and, and I didn't even, I thought these people are talking about what they should, you know, what works for them. Like I was, I was embarrassed, but now that I'm much more open-minded and I understand that it's okay to be selfish, that, you know, self-care is not selfish and, and putting yourself first and, um, making yourself a priority in all of these ways is, is beneficial. So I, I thought that was really interesting. And I think that now I can see why there are men getting this for their women. I think that's cool. Yes. And I mean, I love what you're saying about it kind of being awkward. And I had a friend say to me, reach out. I don't know how to talk to my daughter about masturbation. We actually weren't really close friends. Everybody has always asked me about stuff like this. So it was kind of a no brainer to launch through Boxbox, but when I said to her, listen, it's going to be awkward. 
and you're going to fumble for language because when Emma said to me that same day, I think it was with, is sex really exhausting, which still cracks me up. What is an orgasm? And I thought, well, I know what it is, but how do you define it? I said, you know, it's going to be awkward and uncomfortable to talk to it about, talk about it to your kids, but you feel the awkward and you keep moving forward and it is uncomfortable. And it's just awkward when you're first saying to a new partner, Hey, I would like this, or maybe you could do that. But it's once you feel the awkward and you move through it, it's not awkward anymore. Yeah. Cause I, I will be real that, you know, my man is somebody who in all contexts cares about what matters to me, period. And he is somebody He's the love of my life. He's my soulmate. He's every, I mean, I joke with him all the time. I say, I'm so glad I manifested you because I did. I prayed for for exactly what I wanted in a man. I believed in what I wanted. I visualized, you and I, Carla, you and I talk about our manifestation focus. And I ordered some new books after you and I were texting that morning and I firmly believe in it. But, you know, it was the first couple of times that we had a conversation around this topic. And he was like, you know, what, what is it that, that you like? What I, I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe we're done. I'm almost, you know, at that point I was 49 and I was like embarrassed. And now I'm not, that's why this podcast doesn't bother me at all. Because I think that the more we talk about these things, the more it becomes easier to talk about and more and more women should be educated. I, to be real, if I had a daughter, or if, if somebody asked me to like educate my niece on this right now, I'd be, I probably would t- turn 50 shades of red at the moment, but then I'd be like, you know what, this is for, for the, the better good. This is the way our bodies were created. Mm-hmm. They were, in, they were created. It's magnificent. I know. And I think that's the thing. It's about sex, your box box, self-love, whatever, but it's not at all. It's about reminding you once a month, to prioritize something just for you. Yes, that could look like masturbation. It could also look like a yoga class. You need to do it every day. And not be, you know, we we actually had, I don't know if you watched, do you watch that show Billions? No. So I was a latecomer um, to this um, show and, and started watching it and I absolutely love it. It's one of the shows me and the man watch together, but there's this storyline in the current season um, and one of the main characters, he and his wife are into, um, I hope I'm saying it the right way, sadomasochism, where you know yes. somebody's submissive, somebody's dominant, whatever. And long story short, somebody is blackmailing this one guy and he finally decides, okay, instead of letting this guy have power and blackmail me, I'm just going to come out with it kind of like Madonna did in a different way. And he's like, this is what we do. And and his wife is seeing this on TV and she's like, you know, he's telling our our secrets, but he's like, this is what we do. It's in the context of a loving relationship, blah, 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 blah. And she was horrified and she was ticked off because she did, she was like, this will ruin our lives, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know why, of course, it's easier for me to say this because that hasn't happened to me. But I just said, like, to me, I think we should, you don't have to walk down the street telling people what you do, but we should not be ashamed of, again, making ourselves a priority. Or, you know, if there's certain things that you're doing in your consenting relationship that are beneficial to both of you, then don't be embarrassed about that. The more that we realize that, like we're respecting our bodies and this is good for your health. And this is the way your bodies were created. I mean, if you believe in God, I certainly do. God made our bodies this way. They're magnificent machines and, and learning more about them and respecting them. And, you know, if you're in a relationship, respecting one another um, and loving one another in more and unique ways, why could that be a bad thing? 
Amen. I am so with you. And I think, yeah, it's not judging other people. And if you're happy and you're consenting and it's working for you, okay. Yeah. I think, Carla, I freaking love what you're doing. And I, I'm going to tell everybody, and I have to sign up because I haven't gotten it yet. And I know that, or maybe, maybe I'll just tell my man when he gets home and then he'll be the man that signs up for me because I know he'll love it. So um, I think that what you're doing is phenomenal. I love your balls that you just are going for it and that you are sharing because it's awesome. I think what you're doing is, and that's why you're having success um, and it's going to be amazing. So tell people, of course, we will link this up in the show notes. Where can they find and get their own box? We are at yourboxbox.com. And it's what you said. You can buy the box there, but there's so much information there as well about the health benefits of that mind box connection. I love it. I just love everything. And, and even you, I saw like on Instagram, just your logo. It's so perfect. It's so I cheap. Know, I have to say, I love that too. Yes. It, it is so on point. I just love it. And I'm so, so happy for you. And you and I, I'll text you offline because we need to have a lunch date in Austin and get caught up. And, um, and I'll bring you a box. I'll bring you a box. Yeah. And we'll Instagram live it. Let's do it. Oh, perfect. <laughs> it was so awesome having you on. For everybody listening, we will link up to everything uh, that we mentioned here in the show notes over at fitfluentialradio.com. Make sure you head on, head on over there. And of course, we suggest for any questions uh, about anything related to your box box, you go to Carla's uh, site, yourboxbox.com. We will link up to that again in the show notes. Thanks everybody so much for tuning in and we will see you next time on Fitfluential Radio. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode and interview with Carla Bernberg. Don't you just love what they've done with uh, your box box? I do. I think it's the coolest idea. And I've certainly enjoyed my boxes. (laughs) It sounds funny when you know about the whole double entendre thing. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you go check out uh, your box box. Follow Carla. Uh, we will link up to everything um, where you can follow her on the show notes page at thekellyoshow.com. If you have any questions for Carla about you know your box box or uh, for her directly, obviously connect with her directly. If you have questions for us on these um, types of topics that we're going to be covering in the future, if you know that there's a topic specifically you'd like us to cover, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. Um, We certainly will never mention anybody's name on the air unless you give us explicit permission. So everything you write into is going to be confidential, um, confidentially received. You can fill out the contact me form on kellyalexa.com. You can email my assistant, Angie, at kellyalexa.com either way. You can also use those same methods of communication to reach out if you're interested in sponsoring the show or in nominating somebody that you'd like me to interview in the show for the future. If you're enjoying the show, please share it with your friends on social media. Invite them to subscribe, check out um, all of the episodes or a specific episode. And if you haven't left us a five-star review on uh, iTunes, I would so appreciate it. Those reviews help us get seen and heard by more folks who could benefit from this wonderful information. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I love you guys, and I will see you soon on The Kelly O Show.